0: Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part two in our conversation on feeling tired and what to do about it. We hope you enjoy. And oftentimes what happens is if our priorities are unclear, um, life we just start to let other people set priorities for us, which I don't know about you, but when that's happened for me, that's where things really go sideways quick.
1: Yes, very much so. Yeah especially when we don't realize like we own them more than that other person does. when we take more ownership over something that's really not ours. And that's why I'm, I'm very intentional when I was, I was very intentional when I said um, that I feel tired for the things that I am responsible for. And a part of this, I guess me, me working through what my new normal looks like, isn't a critique on what the new normal is. It's just, and I'm just wanting to figure, figure out what this pace looks like. And also um, what from my past experience is going to stay, is going to stick around and what is, what, what is new, what is going to stay that way. So it's just kind of like these shifts and thing. And it's not something that's happened for me. In this past like month, this has been a process for me for like about a year and a half, two years now, where I'm working to figure out and be more focused on my family and use a lot more energy towards home and just trying to, it's like, how do I respond differently? What are, what are my priorities? Am I doing it for the right reason to build a healthy family? Or am I doing it to say, look at all the things I've done to build a healthy family? Mm-hmm so what what is the priority? Is it to say I'm working to build a healthy family, or is it to actually build one? which to me is a big deal
0: so for the guys especially the guys in the refuge listening, I mean this might be helpful because because a lot of us find ourselves in transition, and I work with you, so I know that you know you've taken on more responsibility at work you've you've gotten a significant promotion um With that comes new responsibilities. You've got, you've, you're trying to show up for your family. You moved to a new neighborhood a year ago. Um, you've got kids in high school. Um, what, like, how are you thinking about with all that change I just mentioned? How are you navigating where to put your time? Mm. Just kind of answering the priority question that I mentioned a minute ago.
1: I'm working a lot harder to prioritize, uh, Myself in an appropriate way. And what I mean by that is I'm not filling my calendar with things that I think would lead to do something else. So I work to not put anything in my calendar so I can do someone else something else. Does that make sense? So, like if you're a long-term thinker or you think about the future a lot, I would create this absolutely chaotic schedule because oh, if I if I do these three things this week. That'll be good for if something pops up in the future to say, like, I was at those things. I built those relationships. So it was a lot of, uh, I guess, unreality for what the future could be. So I did a lot of things for the what ifs instead of what, what actually is happening. And I would sacrifice the important things in my, in my life, whether it was my family or the priorities that had been outlined for work for this what if in the future or this idea for the future. So now it's, I, when I say I'm, I'm being more intentional with myself is I'm making sure that things in my calendar hit the priority of, is it improving my family's life and our family as a team? So how do we operate together? It's like, what is good? What makes a healthy team works the same way, a lot, very similarly to building a healthy family. So if you want to know how to build a healthy family, or if you're a guy who doesn't have a family, you don't know where to start. Just think about like what does a good healthy team look like, and you can use a lot of those same same things for your family. And that was a big shift for me was realizing that that the passion and time and energy that I would put towards uh, my career or working in a neighborhood, I'm now prioritizing. How do I put those towards my family? Which means I'm I don't have as much mental space for things away from my family, which is good. Um, but because it makes
0: choose. You have to make more choices.
1: Yeah. I have to say no more because I'm in front of people. I'm like, I'm not with my, I'm with my family. The majority, like not as much as I'm away just because it's a work day. Usually it's eight, eight, nine hours at work, five to six hours in the evening. And, you know, you have to sleep sometime. Mm-hmm. So the majority of my time during the week is, is not at home. The same as like the majority of my kids time is at school. So the choices and decisions I'm making away from home are more, there's it, they're more limited as to what I can and cannot do. Yeah.
0: Well, and then, and then, so, so good. So you're identifying like what you're prioritizing, what you're saying, you're really trying to prioritize your family, which I commend you for. I think that's really good. Um, I, I mean, I value that as well. We've talked about this a lot and I just think that's great. Um, but what that means is you've got to be more intentional with your work hours, and you're, you know, you're you're having to be more laser focused. And hey, I've only got this amount of time. Um, what am I going to do with that time? You know, what am I going to do to move the needle? Um, what's the highest priority when it comes to my work?
1: Right. Yeah. So it's ha- it's, I guess if to make it not a personal thing, but just like how do uh, how does somebody else use that it's identify if if you are in charge at work or you're a team leader or you're a supervisor or you're a manager, you can kind of identify what the priorities are. But most often, the priorities are given to you, and being in owning that is important to dictate what is most important for you throughout the day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that is the there's an advantage to having the priorities preset. It's a few less decisions
0: to make. Sure. So continue to work on priorities. I think one thing that gets neglected often in a conversation like this is, and something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is just when we talk about being tired, right? It's funny how we both originally, like, or at least I did went straight to talking about like how we use our time. Um, and as a highly productively mm-hmm. focused person, not saying that I'm hyper productive all the time, but just that that's what I value for better, or for worse. Um, It makes sense that I went there, but I think sometimes what gets neglected is you just alluded to it. Just like sleep. If we, if we do value, like the whole, the whole person, if we want to be holistic, when you're tired, shouldn't we talk about like, okay, bringing your body into account? Like how, Mm. what does your diet look like? What does exercise look like? What does sleep look like? Um, what do uplifting conversations, like who is speaking into your life or are you just speaking into other people's lives all the time?
1: Right. Yeah. So
0: So, all all of that out there, what is, yeah. What is that? What does that kind of trigger for you?
1: Well, like I said earlier, I am in my late thirties now. And my doctor asks me questions that I don't always want to answer. Like how much pizza do you eat regularly? And I was like, why are you asking this question? She's like, well, because you're not as healthy as you used to be. So working on, yeah, food has just been an awful, like, it's a pretty consistent conversation now, or just thing that I think about Mm -hmm. to not eat as many, even though like my favorite thing, I love donuts, Mm -hmm. a stale two day old donut is better than like any fresh vegetable. I don't care. It's the best thing. Donuts are the best thing in the world. So like having to choose, make those decisions. I think this sounds silly, but it, because it it starts adding up because I think what makes me most, well- what I personally think makes me most tired, and love for I, I know I trust your input on that, and I also the other people in my life um, might disagree with this, but the types of conversations that I have now are typically there's there is more conflict, and I I used to be able to track how many difficult conversations I could have in a week. It was about fifteen, and then I'd be maxed out and a difficult, difficult conversation could be an argument, a conflict. Uh, yeah, it could be five minutes. It could be an hour. Um, but there are certain people in my life where if I have a difficult conversation with them, it counts for like five. Yeah. So it's, it's I think for you, I would assume. Yeah. So it's stretching that building up the, it's, it's like working out. How do I have these difficult conversations? Um, uh, because, Anybody who takes on more responsibility, whether it's being a crew leader, a house leader, um, a parent, a sibling, a promotion at work, you're gonna have more difficult conversations. That's that comes with it. It's kind of like, well, if I if I'm more in charge, it means people have to listen to me. It's like, no, it means you have to bring up more times where you have to have a difficult conversation with somebody. Yeah. So when people say they want to be, they they want to be their own boss just be prepared. Or if you want to be in charge of something, you need to be prepared to have the more and more and more difficult conversations, which means you have to get better at it because you're, you're limiting your capacity, like you're limiting the, your ability to, to lead others if you're not willing to have more difficult conversations.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with episode three in our conversation. We'll see you then.